Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So, oh, thank you. Let's so have much. a piece of chocolate before we begin. Would you like some hula hoops? I'm okay, thank you. I've had my savory. Mm. Oh no, I'm vegan. <laughs> oh, uh, you've licked it now. I'm so sorry, it's got my tooth. Can you put it, it in the bin if you're not gonna? Do you want this one though? I didn't touch that one. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, it's really it's okay. Oh, Just sorry, that's so dumb of me. <laughs> yeah, oh. dairy milk famously not vegan that didn't i didn't actually eat any what happened was i put my tooth into it and then i immediately removed my tooth from it's it too late mate they're coming to cancel you vegans, the are vegans are coming. do you know what guys it's the best decision i've ever made and i've become everything i hate i now know what nutritional yeast is what the fuck's that i actually don't know what it is but okay. lots of vegans talk about it i've realized that you know that panic that you have that existential panic where you're like i need to be doing more i have that a little bit less because mm. it's the one main thing that you can do isn't mm-hmm. it is Try and eat no meat or dairy. Still getting what on. What are you with... eating? Okay, so I've eaten a lot of. Uh, to be fair, most things that I would eat normally, just mm. remove having vegan cheese on my pasta instead of cheese, mm-hmm. vegan cheese on my pizza instead of cheese, mm. and uh, oat milk in my mashed potato. Mm. I totally forgot you were doing the vegan thing. So it wasn't intentionally. I. So did I. Thank you for the chocolate. That's I'm all right. I waste that. That's strong. You're a very strong person to lick some dairy milk and then put it. I didn't lick it, <laughs> put my tooth in it. Okay, didn't I? Didn't swallow any chocolatey goodness. That's very powerful though, because like if there's even any like chocolate in like my orbit, it will mm. just like start levitating and it'll be in my mouth before I know it. <laughs> so to actually put your tooth in it, and I could see the tooth mark. Can you see it? And then be like, no, no. I being... still am panicking about the fact that the world is on fire. Yeah, I mean, your dietary choices aren't really going to stop no. that from happening. I listened to something on the way in. I think it was the Today programme, and someone just offhand mentioned that in a million years, like, we humans won't be here, obviously, yeah. even if the environment stuff doesn't matter, and it will just be cockroaches. And then my brain spiralled into this whole thing of, like, well, at least we'll keep... All the- like in cats. <laughs> That's what the message of the film was. (laughs) But I was thinking about all the videos that we've recorded and all the things that we've written, and I was Mm. like, at least they'll live on. And then when people, not people, but when the next animal evolves into being, you know, cognitive enough to find them and understand them. Mm. But then I thought, how are they going to understand language? And will it just be us going, well, the same way that you learn languages. Otherwise, there'll be like videos of us like gesturing to cups and being like a cup. And then they'll be like, that's a cup. Maybe, but... I'm very smart. 
But that's because we've evolved out of that language. Like, we can read hieroglyphics because yeah. it's part of the history of humans being alive. But if there, imagine if there was a big meteorite, uh-huh. dinosaur style. Yeah, imagine it every day of my life. <laughs> Please, and then soon. And then please. the thing that the new animal has evolved out of is not anything related to us. Then that language won't be linked to their. Yeah, but what you're talking about there is like an alternative reality where things don't mean the same things that they do to us. Yeah, correct. So that's another dimension. So that won't happen here. Exactly. Things are just things here, aren't they? But this will end. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Hopefully, uh... as soon as we fire out this episode, it'll all be over. <laughs> Life is meaningless. (laughs) I feel so depressed. Oh, well, enjoy while you're here, guys. Make some pals. (laughs) Share some memories. Pop that Prosec. (laughs) Pop that Prosec. (laughs) Pop it. Pop it like it's good. (sighs) That is the most live, laugh, love thing ever, and I love it. I love it. Oh, I love that you love it. Pop that Prosec. Pop that Prosec. So this is bitchin'. Every week we talk about a different person. We dissect, we divulge, we go wildly off track. And who are we talking about this week, Tilly? Darren Brown. <laughs> Lasers, explosions. Mm. My mind is blown. Oh my god! Isn't he just something else? He is so fit. I'm sorry. He's your type. Yeah. I knew that this would be what this bit divulged into. Yeah, it's gonna be half. Me just salivating, and then it's going to be you talking about your theory, yeah, which we'll get theory. onto in a bit. I have a theory. I think you might know it if you're a regular to this old potty poo. Shall I read his wiki? Yeah. I've just Googled Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pop that for a sec. <laughs> Darren Brown, born the 27th of February 1971, is an English mentalist. <laughs> Illusionist and also fucking childish. (laughs) Since his television debut with Darren Brown Mind Control in 2000. Yeah. That was 20 years ago. So, how old was he when he first popped on the scene? That's a great question. If you say he was my age, I'm gonna (laughs) fucking die. No one's allowed to achieve uh, anything. Please stop. 2002. God. So, if he's now. I'm so. 48. Yeah. So minus 28. So yeah. he's 28. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm eight years old. So. He was 28. That's amazing. Good for him, matey. That's really good. How was he so good at all the mind control by then? I guess he'd been doing it since being a student, hadn't he? Mm-hmm. So a bit of time to practice. So then his stage, 2006 stage show, Something Wicked This Way Comes, and his 2012 show, Svengala, Won him two Lawrence Olivier Svengali. Awards. <laughs> I'm dyslexic. Yeah, why do you read the Wikipedia page? <laughs> it's good to practice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't read any other time of the week. That's what this podcast just is for you, isn't it? <laughs> Reading comprehension. <laughs> it is. Every week on my spelling test at primary school, I used to get zero out of ten. Oh I know, God. and I used to get in so much trouble. And I tried to explain, look, I learn how you spell the word because... But then you tell me, spell the word because, and I'm going to spell it how I want to spell it. <laughs> because. <laughs> That's who I am. So anyway. And you've been a professional poet ever since. <laughs> when are you going back on Sunday brunch? Next week. <laughs> I hope you've written some new poems. So basically, every, every time I go on Sunday brunch, I say that like I'm a regular. 
I've been on some. I have been on some day brunch. You are on it a lot. Yeah, I'm on it all the time. I don't know why. Anyway, they always ask me about my poetry. Have I said this before on the podcast? Yes, you have. That's why I brought it up. Oh well, and I don't really write poetry anymore. I did when I was eleven. <laughs> it's because I put it on my Instagram. That's the problem. Right. That's how they research. You could write a poem about me. How would it go? Tilly Steele makes me feel, <laughs> and. She's unwieldy. <laughs> but I really want to shield her from the bad things in the world. <laughs> Thank you. So he was born in Croydon. Yep. He had a nice old life. He was educated at Whitgift School. We're doing all this. His dad was a swimming coach. Anyway, then he went to Bristol University. Okay. And that's where he became Banksy. So this is Helen's theory. <laughs> that he's Banksy. Yeah. Come on. So he started at Bristol University around the time that Banksy's work started appearing on the streets of Bristol. Okay. Had it appeared somewhere else before then? Not done my research to that extent, Tilly. Okay, great. Um, busy lady. No, I'm going to go with no. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Right. No. Then what happened? I can't remember the rest of it. Shall I just read my Twitter page? <laughs> it's pinned to my Twitter, guys, yeah. if you want to take a look. But basically, one of the things I think is most impressive about Devin Brune is that he's an absolutely incredible artiste. Yes. I don't know why I'm suddenly talking like I'm on Radio 1. <laughs> because that's what we're aiming for, right? Yeah. That's what we're going to swivel to in the next couple of years is... <laughs> swivel. Get some... Um, get a radio job. Big bucks. Yeah. But I mean, you know. Then, you would have to reply to my texts for that to be a feasible <laughs> option. He created this one's my, my least good one. He created uh, Dismal Land, which he described as the family theme park for children. That's bad. I just food. don't think Darren Brown would do this. It's so cringe. But Darren Brown has got a Darren Brown ghost train at Thorpe Park. So we know he likes rides. <laughs> And then also, did you see that episode of Devon Brown where he got all those people to steal that thing, to steal that case of all that money or something? I didn't see that one. I've seen Russian Roulette oh, and yeah. I've seen the one where he guessed the lottery. Oh, that was a bad one. Yeah, and I've seen... Did you get stuck to your chair? No, of course I fucking didn't. Did you get stuck to your chair? No, oh, God. <laughs> you did, didn't you? No. You got stuck to your chair. No, I didn't. You got stuck to your chair, I didn't did, you? I did, yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> oh, I'm impressionable. Did you not? No, really? of course not. So for context, he had this episode where he said, I'm going to make you not be able to get up out of your chair. And then he did some mind control on the general public. <laughs> and I think it was a test of how impressionable you are because half people were like, this is rubbish. And people like me were like, oh my God, <laughs> I'm stuck in my chair. I can't get up. And also, my parents didn't get stuck in their chair, but the door did fly off their handles. <laughs> What? They were watching Darren Brown and they were really spooked out, but they didn't right. get up off the chair. And then the door to the living room oh flew my off God, its hinges. He's a ghost. That's <laughs> why he's got a ghost train at Thorpe Park. Coincidence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe if Banksy is like an elaborate prank, that's the only way that I could see him being Banksy. But Banksy is an elaborate prank, isn't it? Yeah, but also, like, he does believe, like, I don't know. 
Like, some of Banksy's stuff is good, but some of it is a bit like, you know, phones are bad. Oh, yeah, you you're know? not a big Banksy fan, are you? Not massively, no. Are you a big Darren Brown fan? Massive. So is that why you don't want to admit the truth? Because it conflicts? No, no, not necessarily. I just feel like maybe it's more of a put on than if it's... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How do you explain Darren Brown's Twitter handle being I am Banksy? It's not anymore since since people started catching wind. So where did this theory come from? Did, did Do other people share your theory? I don't think so. It just came from my head. I can't remember. I think I was watching his documentary at a similar time to being interested in Banksy and just yeah. the stars aligned. But also I've always been completely fascinated by Banksy and how he doesn't get caught and how mm. he manages to, in broad daylight, create these massive yeah. stencils and things. And then I remember watching Darren Brown where he did the heist or whatever it was. Mm. And he managed to shut down streets in London and convince police officers that he wasn't there and stuff. And you just think, for someone to have that amount of power over people... They must have a similar skill set in terms of being able to distract people and make people think that it's part of... Yeah. You know, make people think that it's official. Yeah, which I guess is just magic and there are there is more than one magician in the UK mm. capable of deception. I like the whole, look over here, and then they do something where you're look, not looking. Yeah, you like that one. <laughs> Misdirection, you like that Misdirection. one. Misdirection. I think that's something we could all use in our everyday lives. <laughs> <laughs> Helen's trying to misdirect me. Maybe so you can eat the chocolate, finally. <laughs> Maybe. It's just, like, in front of us with teeth marks Do you in not it. want any of it? No, I don't. I might move it out of my vision. Okay. Why don't you just put it in the bin? Don't put it under there. It'll rot. It's a nice treat for somebody later. Just put it in the bin. You, you just don't. don't want to get off, do you? No, I really don't. Right, pass it to me. Are you sure? Yeah. You look so lovely today, by the uh, way. Thank you. <clears throat> Thanks, Tilly. Do you not find him sexy? Have you always felt this way? Um, yeah, think? I think so. I remember being like, oh, he's, when he was gay, I was like, oh, damn it. As if, as if I'd have a shot, <laughs> do you know what I mean? My chances are um, skipping. But what I love when he, came, when he came out, he was just so cheeky about it. He was like, I know there will be lots of women who are disappointed and... Maybe they can have a try and turn me. And I thought that was so, do you know what I mean? Cute. So, so cute. What a guy. And super brave to come mm. out and, do you know what I mean? Risk dashing his popularity a bit. Yeah. And of, of course it hasn't because he's fucking amazing at what he does and he's still sexy. Do you know what I mean? Have you been to see him live? I haven't, no. Should we go? Yeah, let's go. You're paying. <laughs> <laughs> Western rate. Yeah. My only thing about him is I did used to have a genuine fear that I might bump into him and he might see my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> and if I did a live show, what if he got in my brain and saw my thoughts? Yeah, he can't actually see your thoughts, Helen. But the thing is, he says he can't, but is that misdirection? Well, he talk, when he talks about his methods... Mm, lies. He admits that he lies about everything. Yeah, it's all lies. Because that's what's so smart, what I got really sucked into when I was younger. His, his, the programmes where he would purposely explain how he did something and that made you feel as though you understood it, but that in itself was a misdirection mm. from what he was actually doing. But how does he do it? How does he do it? He can read your thoughts. I think he can. <laughs> so you, you wouldn't let... Um... Darren Brown, mind control you. 
off duty well, sometime. Well, you know that I got stuck to my chair, so in a sense he already has. Yeah, so yeah, I'd be doing it and I'd be like, I don't really believe this. Whereas you... I'd be like, oh my God, I'd be a rabbit hopping around the <laughs> stage. <and> I... <laughs> but that's why it'd be so much more impressive. I, that's why I want to go with you, because if he got you up on the stage... And he doesn't controlled... choose people who aren't suggestible, though. Does he not? Yeah, he says that he can tell who's suggestible and who isn't, and he only picks people who are suggestible. <laughs> well, we're not going. <laughs> we are not... Go, but this is the thing about you. I think that you would get up on that stage and and really go for it. You'd get into it, <laughs> but it'd all be a lie. No, I think that you'd be. I think you think someone could mind control yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But I'd have to be up for it. Yeah, you would. <clears throat> Take you to all bar one for five o'clock. Tells me pop that prosecco. Pop that prosecco. <laughs> I'm obsessed with pop that prosecco. Yeah. I can't even pretend that I'm not. There's yeah. not really anything bad to say about Darren Brown, is there? He's just a fucking... He's a great guy. What do you think about him, um, all of his animals? He keeps... He's, he's, Does he uh, loads of animals? Yeah. He likes parrots, doesn't he? We've got that in common. I fucking love parrots. I'd love to have a parrot. I think you love Darren Brown. Do you think so? Yeah. Do you think this is why I'm going to be alone forever? Because I'm actually meant to be with Darren Brown, but it, it's not meant to be. Yeah. I, is it true that he is with somebody that he was a contestant on his show? I don't think so. I mean, maybe now, yeah. I mean, maybe in the past, but now... They met at a gala, I was looking. But um, He's had a few boyfriends since then, I think. Is it? I don't think he's married. I thought he was married, but I don't think he is. I thought he was too. There's. Uh, I love this. This is the podcast where we tell you about people, but it's just us going, oh, I don't really know. I don't really know. Are they single? <laughs> um... So he came out as gay age 30. His parents were not practising Christians, but they sent him to Bible classes from the age of five, believing it was the right thing to do. In an effort to deal with issues of self-esteem and sexuality, Brown became a committed evangelical Christian in his teens in order to present himself as a confident um, asexual. By his 20s, he had decided... Yeah, you've met guys like this, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. It is, but I get it. I, I understand totally it. Get it. And he makes me realise how, I mean, it's obvious when you think about it, but how few openly gay sort of famous people there are mm-hmm. and what a massive, huge thing that is. I don't think there are that many gay magicians and like, what? It just sounds, just the word magician. Because it's so camp. I know, I know. It's like, of course there are. But also but... I guess there aren't that many famous magicians, really. No. Like, it is, it's interesting that I like him because generally magic is bad. I find not entertaining. Mm. Because... Do you like Penn and Teller? Excuse me. <laughs> Penn and Teller. My private life is personal. <laughs> Pen and, te- Pen and who? Pen and Teller. They're like the most famous. Oh, those guys yeah. who run each other over with the big truck. <laughs> <laughs> you are genuinely the weirdest person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> Nothing about you makes sense. What do you mean? <laughs> they do, do that, don't they? I'm sure they probably do. They do all sorts. So he's the the big one. Yeah. Pen's the big one, Pen yeah. Gillette. Pen and then Gillette. there's the little one, Teller who doesn't speak. Yeah. And which one's which out of us two? <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both Pen we're and both Gillette. We're both Pen and Gillette, yeah. And then they show you how it's done. That's the yeah, famous yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. they are really cool. Yeah, I like those guys. So they, like, I think they had, like, a show in Vegas, but they've just done a show with... Um, they're still going. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry, that's such a... They're um, they're doing a show with Mischief Theatre. You know, the play that yes. goes wrong with people who I'm completely... I'm obsessed with all yeah, of Yeah, I saw your tweet today. Didn't like it. I will later. Okay. 
I, I look forward to that. That'll be good. It just popped up in my recommended tweets. You know that thing? Yeah, did it? Saying, so who do you think should get a BAFTA? Henry Lewis. Obsessed. He's so amazing. Is, is that from the TV version or from yeah. the... Did you go and see the live show? No, I've seen... I haven't seen them live. I took my mum to see comedy about bank robbery a few years ago. But, like, that this show and Peter Pan Goes Wrong hysterical they're really good they're just so good I really if you're feeling like January meh I really recommend just putting them on and just laughing a lot I'll show I'll show you the clip after we're finished yeah but yeah anyway they're doing magic goes wrong at the moment which oh, I would cool. I would love to see which Penn and Teller have created the show with them oh i would god, love to great. go and see that because it's all like taking the piss out of magicians as well and oh I my just, god that's i'd love great. to go and see it but i have no money well, so look. if anyone's listening and wants to take me to see magic goes wrong when just does it hop open in those dms do you know when it opens it's open now let's go One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're feeling like you can't get out of the chair. The chair is so powerful. <laughs> you can't move. You can't move out of the chair, Helen. You're stuck. The chair is the chair is reading your thoughts. Don't move. You can't move. You can't fucking move. Oh, it's just made me really sleepy. <laughs> Do you want to know who the highest paid magician is in the world? Yeah, is it Dynamo? No, it says somebody who's dead. <laughs> so I'm not sure about this. Right. David Copperfield. Okay. He's dead, isn't he? No. I thought he died on stage. No. Yeah, David Copperfield, he's alive. So yeah. sorry, David, that's really offensive. Illusionist. Oh, I don't know this man. His American magician described as for- by Forbes as the most commercially successful magician in history. Mm. I've never heard of him, have you? Uh, Yeah, but I don't think he's that popular over here, is he? Oh, he's American. David Blaine, that's the one we know. Oh, yes, but that's... Guy in the box. Yeah, that's more sort of uh, power of the mind, isn't it? Like, he's done that plinth. Yeah. That was... L- yeah, I don't know how he did that box thing. Did when he, he was- get out of the box? I thought he just sat in the box. He was suspended in a perspex box yeah. for, like, 40 days and 40 nights and didn't eat or, or drink anything. <sighs> and wore a nappy. <laughs> <laughs> It is just a bit like, oh, why? I know, come on, dude. <laughs> but then why not, I guess? Yeah, why not? Because at the end of the day, it will just be cockroaches left. And <laughs> might as well sit in a box. And honest. that ultimately is the point of magic, isn't it? Co- dancing cockroaches. Just to make you forget about that. It's the ultimate um, misdirection. Have you seen The Prestige? That's a good film. No. It's about magic. 
I'm not impressed by magic on screen because you can mm. fake it, can't you? I quite, I quite like magic actually. You had me down as the kind. Yeah, but I'm embarrassed. I like it. Oh, no. You know? I don't think, you know. It fits your mood. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it's a bit fucking... It is a bit cringe. I think Darren Brown is one of the few magicians who aren't cringe. I would love to have dinner with Darren Brown and just talk to him about everything. Mm. But, like, I want to have fucking dinner with David Blaine. Grim. I'd be all about having dinner. What's wrong with David Blaine? Do you know what I mean? It's just... Or, like, someone like Dynamo. You know, the the subsection where, like, pickup artists and magicians meet, that's the part that I'm, like, gross. <laughs> I've recently learned what pickup artist is, so now I know that's a bad oh, thing. Oh, yeah, when I told you the other day. Yeah. And then, I did I tell you, I Googled that in, like, Oxford no. Street, and I found that they, like, I found loads of articles about that group who do their things around Oxford Street. So they pick up women, basically. They specifically target women who look like teenagers. So they they target young looking women. But didn't more... you say one of them was wearing a hoodie that said like pickupartist.co.uk or something? Yeah, when I saw them at the tube later, I saw someone who was wearing So is one of them essentially training their boys? Yeah, they they pay like 400 quid to, to go learn and like how... learn from these men how to pick up women. Whoa. Yeah. It's intense. It's just deeply sad. So you think there's a subsection of magicians and pickups? Yeah, there's like, do you know what I mean? There, there is a, there is a correlation, and that's the correlation I'm trying to avoid, really. Dynamo. <laughs> or Dynamo. I, I'm sure Dynamo's great. I'm not actually bad mouthing Dynamo. I'm sure, I'm sure they're all great. But the person, the magician I'd most like to go for dinner with mm. is Darren Brown. I, I would love that. He has a whole team as well of magicians. Mm-hmm. Because this is the thing, you have your sort of celebrity magicians, don't you? But then there are a lot of people who have the craft of magic, mm-hmm. but don't necessarily perform in the yeah, same way. Yeah, that's cool. Which is really cool. Because I think I briefly met somebody because he was helping with the sort of stage magic for a play. And he worked on Darren Brown's <gasps> wow. team. I know. I mean, well, that's Jonathan Creek, isn't it? Oh, so compelling. Now, you know I said I don't like magic. Matey, matey, moo. Jonathan Creek is fantastic. Fan, great show. Dabby, great show. Netflix, it's on there. It's so, it's great. It's great. Do you know what, though? I re-watched some of them that when I was eight and I watched, I thought were just the most intelligent, <laughs> mind-bending things. And now watching this, like, hey, there was a gap in the wall. Yeah. Was... <laughs> but it's, it's lovely. It's, it's, it's so good. Just, it's great. There aren't many female magicians, are there? That is a very good point. Mm. I don't think I can name any. Yeah, there must. I be. find that interesting. Yeah, there aren't that many. There are. There are. Penn and Teller have a show called Penn and Teller Fool Us, presented by Jonathan Ross, and it <laughs> he was on. About. He does, and he and it was. It's like a show where magicians come to meet Penn and Teller, do magic for them, and then if Penn and Teller can't guess how they did it they get to go and perform with them in Vegas. Cool. It's really good. I recommend cool. it. Cool. I oh. feel like I've talked about it on the podcast before. I don't think so. Anyway, I really like it. You and there's, like magic. And then there's a there's a, a female magician who fools them, and it's the best. It's so Yay. good. Because there's, there's a couple of women who go on it, and they don't manage to fool them, and then one does, and it's just fucking great. And, yeah. 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 That's so true that there aren't that many, though. I wonder why that... I mean, there aren't many women anything, are there? I guess it's also, like, a thing. It's not... It, it is a closed shop. 
by its like very nature. So like it it is like probably one of the only performance branches where you're totally reliant on people being your mentors. And I think that can be, as we know, can be very difficult sometimes as a woman to know if someone's actually taking a genuine professional interest in you or if they just want to... Roger, lick your pussy. So <laughs> it's me. It's um. They want to pen and tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Pop that prosecco. Pop that prosecco. <laughs> yeah, um, and I guess as well, it's like the film directors thing um, conversation that's happening at the moment, where you tend to mentor people who look like you, and yeah. you see your younger self in, which mm. is harder if you've got titties. Titties. So that was Darren Brown. That was he. What is there to say except... He's a ledge, actually. He's just fucking great, he's cool. great guy. Great, cool. We like magic. Well, I like magic. He's and a... someone take me to see magic goes wrong. Thanks. I'll, I'll take you. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I want to see more Darren Brown now we've done this. Yeah. He's doing a live show, but I think in America rather than... Uh, is he trying to... Is he, is he famous over there? I think so. Why wouldn't he be? He's great. Yeah, he's very good. He's good. That's what you come here for, isn't it? (laughs) Just to hear us say, he's good. Goodbye. Pop that preset. You've been listening to Bitchin', a podcast by Tilly Steele and Helen Monks. Our music was by Dave Cribb and our artwork was by Luke W. Robson. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.